Welcome to my testimony podcast. This is Takia. Thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that your day is blessed and I pray that you are just getting encouraged in the Lord daily to see how much he is for you and not against you. Um, And to also see how much he's always moving and working on your behalf, you know, working to bring forth his perfect and divine will in your life. Um, because God never stops working. And he says that in his word, he's always working. Um, so praise God for that. I want to encourage you with the word before we get into the testimony portion today. I want to read from Matthew chapter six, starting at verse 28, um, and a few verses after that. So it says this, And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. And that scripture, there are so many, uh, you know, verses and so many things that gives us wisdom for our day to day living. You know, that actual verse in those passages um, are subtitled, do not worry, you know, and in that not worrying, well, what, what is left to do? The scripture tells us in verse 33, when we don't worry, what is there for us to do? We are left with seeking ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything that we were once worrying about, God will actually give to us. And so in seeking first the kingdom of God, it actually shows us how it leads us down the road of purpose, you know, his divine will going forward. And also the provision that we need for our day-to-day life is also given to us by the Lord as well. And so I pray that you are encouraged by that verse. Um, so in terms of a testimony today, we have on the podcast, Diamond Knight. She is 22. She is from Charlotte, North Carolina. She is also a podcaster. Her podcast is titled Jewels from the Trenches, and she also raps and she sings for the Lord. And so I pray that you're encouraged today by her testimony that she is going to share on how the Lord has actually moved her into a place of purpose. So let's go ahead and get into her testimony. Hello, everyone. My name is Diamond Knight. And this is my testimony. So I was born on June 25th, 1999. And the reason that I bring that up is because I was born a little preemie. So I was a premature baby. I was about two months early. Um, At the time, my parents were young. I believe my mom was 18. My dad was 21. And they were so scared. I was their second child. Um, They really weren't expecting me to arrived so early when I did. And so, of course, uh, medicine wasn't as good as it was today or isn't as good as it is today. And so uh, there were some complications, but also just with um, 
the medical history in my family, I had a atrial septal defect. So for all the normal people out there, <laughs> it's just a hole within the uh, lining of the heart. So where the blood is supposed to be going, it doesn't go. So it makes you weaker. Um, and so they had to do a surgery on me like soon after just so I could live. And so um, I was kept in the hospital about 30 days after I was born. Um, my mom, from what she tells me, she's was one of the most saddest parts of her life just me being in that hospital and her and my dad not being able to visit me their car wasn't working and you know as young people I'm sure they had a lot of other struggles and things that they were going through at that time so uh, I bring all that up just to say that God still had my back during that time um, even though I was alone and in the hospital and was a little baby God still had my back so uh We'll see how that kind of plays into my life as I got as I get older as well. So a little bit about my childhood growing up, like I didn't really have a lot of deep connections with the people around me. A lot of my relationships were superficial. And I mean that just to say that because we moved around um, for different reasons, we moved. Um, I would only get to know my friends for maybe one or two years and I'd become really close with them and I'm a really sociable person when I talk and things like that and we would get close but then the relationship would just be cut off because I'd have to move again and of course that wasn't the time of social media now where you can just talk to everyone online and so I had friends along the way um, that I became really close to over time but again those relationships would just be cut really short and so um, also growing up, just some more background information about me. Um, I loved hanging out with my dad. I was like, in my little kid mind, I was like, he's the coolest person on earth. Like, I always looked up to my dad. And it was so funny, because um, I remember one day, I was in the living room with my family, and I had to be like, five or seven at this time. And I remember my grandma saying, oh, she looks just like her dad. Um, one day she's probably going to grow up and look just like him. And I just started uh, bursting out in tears. And they were like, what's wrong with her? Why is she crying? And I was like, I don't want to look like a man. I don't want to look like a man. And the whole time I kept thinking to myself, like, I love my dad so much, but his legs are so hairy and he's got a mustache. <laughs> And I was so heartbroken. And then my mom was like, Diamond, it's okay. You're not going to look like him. <laughs> She's like, it's not. She was like, it's just a phrase. It's not meant to be taken literally. Like, I was the craziest little kid. Like, I don't know. I always used to do things like that. But anyway, <laughs> that's just some perspective. Um, so I looked up to my dad. And so I always had male relationships, like at a young age. Like, I had an older brother. I, had, I have no sisters. And I always looked up to my dad. So in school, I would always become friends with the guys. And in elementary school, it's cool because it's like you're all kids. No one cares um, except, you know, when you go to middle school and then all the kids are kind of like, oh, you're a boy. I'm a girl or I'm a girl and you're a boy. This is weird now. And so that had to stop. Um, I was the kind of kid who was always like sociable. And I'm like, hey, I'm cool if you're cool. But around that time in middle school, I realized like, wow, I can't have too many guy friends. These kids around me are little perverts. So I started having more <laughs> friends who were girls. And so um, I used to skateboard. I used to skateboard my brother all the time. I used to 
uh, work on cars because that was something that my dad liked to do. So I would do it too. Um, I would rap. Um, but when I had to find more like girly friends, I was like, oh, this is the most boring stuff in the world. They would gossip all day. Sometimes we would paint nails and have fun and things like that. Um, I was in band, so I played the clarinet. Um, I did a few concerts and I was good at that. I was always that kid who made good grades. And so um, those are the things that made me happy as a kid. Those are the things that I enjoyed doing. But I realized uh, slowly around that time in middle school, like, what is my life? What do I want my life to become? Uh, this is the time where everyone's like, I'm going to grow up and be a dentist. I'm going to do this and I'm going to go to this school. And I was like, what do I want to do? And I had no idea. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people were like me where they're like, um, I'm just taking it one day at a time. I literally just left elementary school. Like no one's thinking about that. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I grew up in the church and I'm sure like as many other people can say, um, when you grow up in the church, you have a sort of sense of security, like, oh, I know God, I'm in church every Sunday and things like that. But as you grow up, you really uh, question what you know and why do you believe what you believe? And so because I was the kid who made good grades and I had friends and I was happy and things like that, I was like, oh, I must be good, you know. And I think we a lot of times assume like, oh, you must be fine. You're you're not the evil sinners that the world you know, thinks of when they say, oh, he's a sinner, she's a sinner, you know, if you're not doing these certain sins, then you must be a good person, and so that's why a lot of people get confused and say, I don't need God, I don't need to be saved, uh, what is this Jesus you keep throwing in my face, like, I'm fine, chill, and so, in being raised in a Christian household, I already knew God was real, so I never questioned those things growing up, I just felt more like, I don't need to talk to God. I don't need to do these certain things because I'm not that bad. But of course, when the deeper in your walk you get, you realize none of us are good. We all have certain things that um, if we're not tied to God, if we're not deeply rooted in God, you will go astray. The moment you were tested, you realize I am that person. Or I could have been that person who right. uh, was doing this or doing that, you know? And so um, it was around that time in middle school, where I started thinking about those things. And I realized like all the things that God has given me that are supposed to be used for good, they can easily be easily be used for wrong too. So like, I was a fast learner, I would always uh, like if a teacher was showing me, oh, this is how you play this card game, or this is how you do this skill or whatever, I would be there like, all right, boom, 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 done. But at the same time, I also use those skills to like get over on people or like cut class and things like that. <laughs> I was an ambitious person. So I was like, if I set my mind on something, I'm getting it. And, you know, that's also another trait that I got from my parents as well. And, you know, I'm sure you can think of how that can go wrong. <laughs> it's not always a good thing. And as a Christian, uh, someone who is deeper in their walk with God, you realize it's not about if I set my mind on it, I should have it. It's about is it in God's will? And then so you you think differently. And so those are those things that I wasn't uh, thinking about back then. I was that person who loved to laugh. But, you know, not everything that we laugh at is a good thing. You know, I was also a person who spent a lot of time alone because I was like, I didn't, I had an older brother and I'm sure, you know, for those of you who have like older siblings, no one wants to be the annoying younger sibling or maybe their older sibling is like a mean person, like a jerk. That's how my brother was when we were younger. Now we're like really close, almost best friends, which is so crazy. Cause I'm like, you should have been treated me this way. Anyway, it was crazy. So <laughs> I spent a lot of time alone cause I was like, 
Um, my parents were always working. They were always uh, doing something else, paying bills, um, working on projects and different things. So they were always like, go play, go, go have fun, go do things with your life. And I was like, wow. So as I'm saying these things, I'm sure you guys are getting a picture in your head. Like, this is like the the perfection, the perfect mix for like a bad uh, a bad mindset. So someone who thinks they have it together, right? But someone who isn't truly fulfilled and also is good at many things. So it's easy for them to get away with something and someone's going to say, oh, well, no, they couldn't have did that. They're the good kid. Oh, they couldn't have, you know, thought that. They're the good kid. And that's dangerous. Too much praise and it's like you need to be humble. And so over time, I realized like all the little things that God has given me as gifts, things that I learned how to do. I played piano, clarinet, guitar, dancing. I wrote poems, painted, all those kind of things. I was like, really, none of them are making me happy. And like as a kid, they did. But I was like, is this all life is? I can learn things. And because I learned things so quickly, it's like I couldn't really fully understand uh, how amazing it was you know it was hard to be grateful because I was like this is all life is like what so I was in that place and it started to get me uh sad I started to become depressed like what am I going to do with the rest of my life what I need better people around me I need deeper relationships and of course at that time I didn't phrase it that way because I had no idea what I needed you know if I knew I would have just did it right <laughs> yeah. and so um all those good qualities that I had they could have also been used for evil is my point so one day um I was just in my like I know that God wants me to pray I could just feel it like I know God wants me to talk to him and every now and then over the years I would pray like oh hi you know I prayed my family's healthy and da 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 and stuff like that but it was never like a deep personal um God bring me closer to you kind of prayer and then so I know that God was calling me closer because I had family who was praying for me. And so uh, it was like that summer before now, I had been like 14 or 13 because my birthday's in the summer. So I might've been 13, but that was the summer that I got saved. I remember just being so like out of this world, depressed, like so lonely. Like I'm just tired of having like friends that I think I can trust, but I can't trust. And um people who treat me any kind of way and I could get in you know I I love shopping so like I was like I could get anything that I want but I don't really care because after you get it you're like okay that was fun now what's the new next biggest best thing and I was like there has to be more to life than this there has to be a deeper meaning um because if this is all life is life is pointless I'm good I don't even know what I want to do with my life but this is boring you know and then so I remember just being like, and the funny thing is because when we're living our life and we're at our high points, we don't think we need God, right? And it's only when we fall and we're at our lowest points where then we call on God. And it's like, God was there the whole time. Like you could have been anyway. So I had family who was praying for me. So, and I think that's what helped a lot. Like a lot of times when we pray, we don't think like our prayers are really being heard or they're moving just because maybe the next day things might look the same, but it all is worth something to God. God is hearing those prayers and he's getting them answered. Um, so it's important to keep the faith and continue to pray. But anyway, and so I'm glad that I called on God when I did, because I remember just a, a presence falling all over me is like the best way I can explain it. And God just being like, it's going to be okay. But there are some things that you need to do. And he was just saying that if you want your life to change, if you want to have purpose, if you want um, 
to have deeper, meaningful relationships in your life, you're tired of feeling alone and, uh, you know, being around the wrong kind of people, you have to put me over everything. You have me first. And then you have to uh, forgive yourself for the things that you've done, love yourself, and then focus on those relationships that you have with the people around you. And I remember thinking from that moment on, like, that's what I have to do. I have to, because if I didn't like my life the way that it was before, and God is telling me this is what you have to do to change, and there is no other way. I need to, you know, do what God has called me to do. And I'm glad I did. From that moment on, I was like, I'm going to start going to church with my grandma and like really paying attention, really trying to learn the word. And of course, for um, new believers, uh, since I was a member of the church, but never really like a full uh, an understanding believer, um, I was looking at it differently now this time, like, I need to be studying this. I would write notes Sunday after Sunday. I would study those notes. I would remember um, waking up before school and praying like, okay, we're going to have a good day. We're going to, you know, whatever the goal was, we're going to do that. And so um, now that I was walking with God in my life, I looked at the world differently. Going to high school, I remember very selective of who I had for friends. Um, And I remember just being very uh, selective for the guys and the girls that I had around me. So um, like I said, when uh, I was the same person speaking of like characteristics and things that God has given me. And so it was the same character traits that I had before. I was a fast learner. I was ambitious. I loved to laugh, you know, those kind of things. So those things didn't go away when I got saved. I had tried to find friends who were accepting of that. They loved having fun as well, but weren't, you know, into making trouble and doing the things that I knew God wouldn't approve of. But for those of you who've been to high school, you know how that can be. (laughs) It's hard. Not everyone's going to be on the same path as you. Not everyone is going to agree with you. And so God was just showing me like through the different friendships that I had, hey, this person might not be what you want to follow. I remember there was a Bible verse that always stuck with me at that time that was just saying, never be envious of wicked people. I had a friend who she didn't make the best choices. um, And I remember thinking, why is this girl getting this attention and that and, you know, people love her so much, but she's not even making the right choices, but I am making those choices. And I remember thinking to myself, that was a waste of time. It was a waste of time thinking like that because knowing what I know now, God elevates his children. You're not always going to be in that position um, where people are going to accept you, but that shows you the people you're around. That shows you the character of the people around you. And so that's story in itself but back to the main plot of the story he did that with me for many different friendships so like I said growing up I did move around a lot so even after I got into that high school I moved another time but this time was completely different because when my parents moved we went to a a high school that was with the best way to say this it was a rich school it was a school full of rich kids in an area that I was unfamiliar with kids that did not look like me did not act like me it was a whole nother experience and so I'm glad that my relationship with God was stronger at this time because these were the kids who did uh these were the kids who live like adults describe it um for those of you who've seen Gossip Girl this is that (laughs) for those of you who've seen 90210 this is that And so um, I'm glad that my relationship with God was stronger because I could have gone astray. Um, But he was showing me 
don't and I, he showed me in my previous years in high school hey don't follow these people because they're cool don't follow these people because they're nice to you or whatever um I have a plan for your life with your life and so I'm glad I did go to the high school that I went to because um, I wouldn't have had the opportunities that I had there at any other place. I remember one day my mom was like, she had just gotten back from a doctor's appointment. She was like, I saw a job that looked like something you might want to do. It was like a radiologic uh, x-ray person and she could never remember the name. And I was like, I got to look that up. And then so I did look it up one day and I was like, that's so cool. I could do x-ray. And then so um, I remember the school was like, yeah, we do internship programs. You could definitely check into that and you could be a um, rad tech if you really like it. And then so I remember filling out the application. I did the internship. I loved it. And then so around that time I was going to college and then so I applied to be a rad tech. And so during that time, there were more trials and a lot of questioning. God, is this what I should really do? Da, 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 da. But he said, yeah. And so I went to become a rad tech. And so school was two years of training. But if you did like me and you wanted to take extra time and finish all your prerequisite, prerequisites separately, it was three years. So I ended up doing that way. And I remember thinking, my God, I just want to graduate as soon as possible. I'm done with school. You know, I hate school. Like, why can't I just do two years? But he had it in his will for me to do three. And actually, by the time I finished that third year, that was the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> so God knew what he was doing. And so, of course, that led to more um, me questioning and God, what should I do with my life? Because um, you were the one who said I should do x-ray. And now I graduated and I'm definitely not, you know, taking the vaccine or whatever so I don't I'm not going to be going back into that field just yet and so that was maybe two years no that was a year ago that was a year ago and so now I was uh it took me about a few months before deciding what it is that I want to do with my life but just so you guys can see how all of this connects God had took me from that place of being that scared kid who was feeling alone and um not having a lot of close and deep relationships with the people around me someone who felt like life was so boring and worthless and whatever whatever to someone who is so full of life now and I realized that my value isn't in none of the talents that he's given me it's not in any of the possessions that I have or anything like that it's in him and I know that that's so cliche like I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing people say that but it really is God is showing me like over the years you know just learning to appreciate the time that I've been given because you never know what day is your last day learning to appreciate just the sun and the sky and being outside and enjoying time with your family like those are the little moments but those moments count like a lot and so um back to uh what I ended up doing so after I left college I was like well I've always wanted to do something for you because or that's what I was saying to God, I've always wanted to do something for ministry because I feel I wasted so much of my time and you've given me so many talents. Why not? And so I remember getting on Instagram and I started a uh, page and I call it Diamond of Faith. And I'm just speaking on the things that God teaches me and I'll put it up on there. Um, I'm also working on music and 
I also have a podcast called Jules from the Trenches podcast where I just give advice and I'm laughing with the guests on my show and stuff like that. We really try to just have a good time and at the same time teach so you guys can see you know, all the different ways that God shows his people the things that he has for them and wants for them. So that's the purpose. And I'm sure God is doing much, much more in the future. But so far, that's what he's what he shown me. And uh, my life has really been so much better with him in it. Like, there are so many times where I wondered, what am I going to do with my life? And it's not that troubles stopped coming. It's not that, um, bad things stopped happening it's just that when they did I had God so it was never anything that I felt so defeated about I knew that I was going to get through it me and my family were going to get through different things and it's really just been uh, so much better God amen yeah and what so like I know how you mentioned when you went to high school and you went to a specific high school you were happy that you had a deeper relationship with the Lord at that time um, maybe you can share a little bit like how your relationship with the Lord kind of helped you in that specific moment or journey over those years. Um, I don't know if you have any story or example or something like that to share, but that would be nice, I think. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So I went to, I would say two and a half years. So I have some stories. <laughs> there were a lot of, um, how I say this. Okay, so because it was a rich school, most of the people that went there were very segregated in their beliefs. They were very segregated in their way of living and their values. So with me not coming from that background, I immediately stuck out <laughs> like a sore thumb. I stuck out. And so, I mean, everything from fashion to the way I talk to um, even money, the, their values on money. Um, so a good example. So something that I would not have made, made the same choices about maybe if I wasn't following God. So, um, I'd say it all started with the friend choices who I wanted in my circle. There were so many people who were on drugs at that school and were unhappy. There were so many people who, uh, were not living, um, the lifestyle that God had for them. Uh, like me, they had similar background in regards to feeling alone. Um, a lot of the times their, their parents were CEOs of companies. Their parents were uh, doctors or lawyers. So they weren't home a lot of the time. So the kids threw parties when they were out of town. They, uh, you know, did adult things, <laughs> but except they were children. Um, some of them drove Maseratis and BMWs and stuff like that. So definitely if I would have chose different friends. And so my life would have, would have been different. I remember when I first moved there, um, there were rumors and stories about kids uh, breaking into houses and stealing cars and stuff like that. And so that's just to show that they're just kids at the end of the day. They're just like any other school you would go to, just like anything else you would see, they're still kids, even though they were treated like adults. And so I remember uh, when I first got there, one girl, she saw me in the cafeteria and was like, you must be new. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, why don't you go sit with the football team? You look like a really just nice and energetic person. Don't sit over here with these losers. And I remember thinking to myself, uh, no, I already know that that's going to be trouble because like I mentioned before, I learned in middle school, hey, you need to limit your guy friends. <laughs> we No, you can't do that. And so um, I was like, I already knew from the jump, nope, this isn't a good idea. This isn't the right person to be around. 
But for some reason, this girl like levitated toward me. Like, I don't know what it was about me, but she was a person who was just gotten out of rehab and she uh, struggled with a lot of stuff in her life. And um, she wasn't a very good influence. But I remember thinking, I'm glad I know who I can trust versus who I can't. And because it's easy to go astray. And I'll say another reason why I say that is because the school was mostly white and I was the black kid there. I was, there were probably like 20 black kids all in all at that school. And so naturally you would think, oh, well, I would just hang out with black kids, but that wasn't the case. <laughs> so I had to look further than my belief, you know? I had to trust God, like, who are the good people around me? And I'm not looking at color. I'm not looking at, you know, gender too much. I'm just looking at who are good people. And so I had friends who were, uh, like, friends I haven't had before, people I wouldn't have picked to be my friends. I had teachers who were my friends, bus drivers, things like that. And so the girl who was inviting me to go sit with the football player, she was Black like me, but she was inviting me to trouble. So I had trusted in God over my feeling. And I was like, the kids, I don't care if people say these kids are the nerdy kids. I'm going to hang out with them because they're going to keep me out of trouble. I um, I love that story. I love how you just shared just like that um, decision process, right? And it's like the Lord um, used the wisdom that he had already given to you, right? And allowed you to be able to decipher in terms of who you were going to hang around, who you're going to choose, and some of the differences that they were facing versus you, it was just great. So I'm, I'm happy that you shared that. And um, I was going to ask too, if you can talk a little bit about like that, a little bit more about um, like choosing the purpose um, in the school that you went to, or, or even like the major that you chose in, and in, in making that decision with the Lord, was it something difficult for you or was it just like, okay, Lord, this is, this is a no brainer. I can go forward with it. You know, what was that process like for you? <laughs> well, for me, since I was one of those kids who, you know, like how some kids growing up, they'll say, oh, I knew I always wanted to be a doctor. I knew I was always going to be a wife with my four kids and we were always going <laughs> to live in this suburban. I was not one of those kids. I was like, um, I want Burger King today. And oh, it cut out when I got a notification. Oh, I did. <laughs> My phone's being ridiculous. Okay, so uh, I'll. Yeah. I was always one of those kids who was like, "No, I want Burger King today, and then I'm gonna go to Target, and then I'm gonna watch TV." <laughs> so I was always <laughs> in the moment. I did not think that far ahead. I was not like you know, very planning with my life to the point where it's like, I know exactly what I'm gonna do by this age. So by the time I was in high school, and everyone was like, I know what I'm applying for. I was like, I don't. <laughs> so it wasn't very easy. Um, like I said, I had talked to my mom, and she was giving me great ideas. And you know, parents, how they have that extra insight, like, oh, no, 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 I know your personality. Um, my mom was like, you would probably, you know, do great in this field, you know, and that kind of stuff. So that helped. But after I thought about it the intern the internship really helped because I was able to actually see the job up close and personal um and I remember thinking like if I'm not in the medical field I can't think of too many other things that I would want to do with my life <laughs> and that was one of those things I talked to God about I said what would you want me to do and this is the funny thing I said I can never picture myself sitting down at a desk job all day I would hate that that's not what my life is going to be and funny enough I'm a customer service agent <laughs> <laughs> <Now>. <laughs> but anyway 
how that goes. You tell God one thing and he's like, well, I'm the one who's directing your life. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember just being like, well, let me check out these different colleges and see which one is the best for me. Because I knew I wanted to stay in the state and be close to my family. And so um, one of the colleges I was going to say no to because I was like, I'm not sure they have a low acceptance rate. It was like 17%. I was like, oh my gosh, am I even going to get into this college? And then they were like, yeah, and you're going to have to walk from this parking deck all the way through the hospital to get to class every day. And I was like, I really don't want to do that either. (laughs) And of course, the school that I was going to vote out, I ended up going to, and that was the one that I got accepted to. So for me, there was a lot of like, nope, I'm not doing it. Lord was like, that's actually your only option. <laughs> so for me, it wasn't like me figuring it out. It was like God showing me, nope, that's where you're going to go. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The Lord just ushering you, you know, like, okay, come on, here we go. This is the path. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to this school. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love everything that you share. It just shows how like the Lord has been ushering you your whole life, you know, even from the moment when you were a child, his protection and hand has been upon your journey. And the beautiful part about it, it uh, Diamond is like, you don't take it like it's not so weighty. It's not so heavy, you know, like, it's just like, I don't know, but then the Lord just comes in and (laughs) just shows you the path, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's literally how I approach life today. Cause I'm like, Hey, God's going to do it anyway. So if I take all my time and stress about it, and then just in the end for him to be like, yeah, I know you're going to pick that one. Then I'm just going to let him do it. I'm not even going to worry about it. Girl, that's wisdom. <laughs> that is wisdom. <laughs> he tells us not to worry. He tells yeah. us to receive his kingdom, you know, and to come come to him like little children. And, and that's what you're doing. So it's a blessing to see it. It's a blessing to hear it. Um, I know it's encouraging to me. And so I, I really believe it's going to encourage others too. So praise God. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yes, praise God. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming on and sharing your testimony today. It's been a blessing. Oh, no problem. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and the testimony from Diamond Knight. I pray that you are blessed. And also, um, you can reach out and connect with us on our website, mytestimonypodcast.com or on our Instagram page, My Testimony Podcast. There we share and talk about each testimony that you hear here on this platform. And also we share encouraging messages and words from the Lord as well. And so I pray that you are blessed and that most of all the Lord keeps you and the Lord blesses you and that you share your testimonies. Amen.